0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, another week of Tea Time with Linz. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today's guest, we have darling, dear friend, and sound producer, Brian Wallace. Brian and I have been working together for, I think, seven years, and honestly, he is my go-to man, so if anybody out there needs sound for a project they are working on, whether that is sound on set, post-production sound, ADR, whatever it is, Brian is your man. Legit fucking nice human being. Also, is helping me out with this podcast because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And he's just going to help me tweak the sound. So listen, if you're going to start a podcast, listen to the later part of the episode and Brian will give you some podcasting tips. He also has a podcast himself, which is called The Hardest Word. And he's also a fantastic musician who plays the saxophone and guitar and is also known as Dub Robot. Dub Robot is literally one of my favourite things. Adore, 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 You can follow Dub Robot on Instagram and Twitter at Dub Robot. You can also find Dub Robot at www.dubrobot.com where you can find all about merchandise shows after the pandemic has finally ended photos services all about dub robot because it's a lot to take in i don't know where to start so brian's going to explain in this episode so everybody take a seat oh we do go off on a lot of tangents i do apologize but also not really because they're kind of fun tangents anyway enjoy the show everybody welcome to the show brian wallace aka dub robot
1: it's Hello, friends. Greetings. <laughs> Greetings, earthlings. Hello, Lindsay. We have not spoken in many parsecs.
0: I know it's been a very long time well, well, because of lockdown. Obviously, I haven't seen the piece of that.
1: Yeah. So I think the last time I saw you was at your house when we wrapped the final oh. scenes for Fateful, maybe, or maybe no, it was a Christmas that. party. Christmas party. That's right. Yeah.
0: That and you were having a really sad day. Thing. Do you remember that?
1: I don't. What was this? Di- what was you were this just in, night?
0: you were just in like a funk. There was no reason. You oh. just said there was no reason for it. You were just like, hmm, just in a sad uh, mood.
1: Well, was Trump president? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he yeah. was. I
1: mean, brighter days are, are here. Oh uh, my
0: God. I yeah. don't know if you noticed this, but when the last year that Trump was president, that Easter, it, and when like, when COVID hit and we started our lockdown, it rained, like poured down with rain
2: for oh, maybe yeah, three
0: weeks, four weeks. Yep. And it was nonstop. And I said to my husband, I was like, this feels like the apocalypse is actually happening because obviously we didn't know what was happening with COVID. We were just told to stay at home, lockdown, don't go anywhere. So we basically didn't leave our house for two solid months. And then this year, Easter Sunday, it hasn't rained once and it's been sunny and bright and fun and vaccines are out and i'm like hmm just feels different doesn't it
1: just bunnies feels, and flowers yeah everywhere.
0: bunnies bunnies flowers unicorns rainbows everywhere <laughs> it's uh but it really does it really feels a lot different yeah
1: and and there's yeah there's that that sigh of relief that that you have when
0: <clears throat> you know <throat> And and it's not
1: like it's not like anything changed other than that that the country's not being led by a rapist.
0: And a racist. Oh of both right. of those things.
1: Yeah, the two R's. <laughs> and a, there's other R words too.
0: Oh dear. But yeah. But yeah,
1: I mean, everybody, you know, that I
0: mean, yeah. That was
1: an embarrassing four years. I mean, it started out for me, um, you know, the the day one of the, those four years. Uh, both my parents got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, Ugh. right? I'm They're sorry. still with us. They're still with us. But that, that kind of defined, uh, you know, the shitty, shitty stuff that was ahead,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, <sighs> it's it's not all bad, you know, it's yeah. not, it, but perhaps that's what the funk was.
0: Maybe. I mean, it was coming toward yeah. the end and we yeah. really truly didn't know at that point. Yeah. Cause yeah, that would have been his last, his last year. Yeah, I'm just trying to think when we filmed that. Oh, I mean, that could yeah. have well have been your funk. Yeah, you just weren't your usual bubbly little self, were you? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. probably. But that's not. okay.
0: That's okay. Yeah, but now um, I
1: am. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good.
0: <laughs> and then you saw the fateful trailer.
1: It's so so good. I'm so happy. Super um, dramatic. And the the let me just talk about that. That that's an important project that needs. Needs attention. Oh,
0: I've yeah. I've literally been trying to figure out what to do with it for absolute forever. So basically I wrote it in 2016. We shot the proof of concept 2017, which obviously you worked on mm-hmm. with us because you work on everything. Yes. With me and my gang, because it's it's just a given, you know? Yeah. And then um, yeah, so basically Sunny and I, Sunny's um the director of Fateful. We have just trying to be figuring out what to do. I've sent it to people to read. I've sent it to script. What are they called? Like workshop or like what's the thing? Oh right. You know, like for yeah, feedback. Like, like the carry
1: the carry fishers of the world. May she rest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> rest in peace. Um, you know
1: she she worked on so many so many movies like improving the scripts.
0: Oh really. Yeah, what is it? Was, it's called a script.
1: A scripty something. I don't know.
0: <sighs> Fuck! I can't think of the word.
1: Yeah, like I'm gonna uh, think of ed- it after editor. Some kind of like you know, it's like a, s- it's like you write a novel and you send it to an editor and they're like, yeah, let's take these thirty pages <clears throat> out
0: yeah. exactly. But there's an actual word for it which I can't think of, which I will think of. So yeah, we've just basically been trying to figure out what to do with it, and then I had somebody on the podcast and we were talking after I finished recording, and um. I was like, yeah, we did a proof of concept, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, you should make it into a trailer and then just Mm. showcase it that way for a bit while you're finishing or like figuring everything out. And I was like, that's a really smart idea, Charlie. And I didn't even think of that. So thank you. Mm. So then I got my friend Jeff, who, again, has worked on all the projects that you and I have done. He's the post guy, editor guy. I don't know if you've met Jeff, but... I've just talked
1: to him on the phone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um,
1: He's a good musician, too.
0: He's fabulous. He's a really, he's just like a solid yes and person. And I love, this is why I'm very fond of you, Brian. Hmm. You're a yes and person.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: I like yes and people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and how can we improve this? And yes, I will work on this project with you. And yes, I will bring somebody else on who's amazing to help
1: yeah. with this. You, you have to, I mean? you know, yes and people are really good to to work with, but sand people. Sand. Sand people. There's yes and people, and then there's sand people. Sand people. And they're from Star Wars. Okay. And they're, they're bad guys. Anyway, you got to see those movies.
0: Star Wars. Yeah. I've seen them. Maybe oh, I'm just... Okay. It's been a while.
2: It has. You know what? Like, yeah. I,
0: really, I really do love Star Wars, but I'm not one of those Star Wars nerds. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, Star Wars land at Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Do I really give a fuck? Not really. Did you um, go? <clears throat> not yet. Not since...
1: Not since the children.
0: Not since the reopening. I've taken Thomas yeah. twice, but... Really? mm mm-hmm. um, he, dug, he dug it? The first time, I he pretty much was asleep. He met Mickey, Donald... Pluto, all the gang. He was asleep the entire time. It was absolutely hysterical. The photos I have, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's amazing. Um, the second time we met pretty much every character that we could find and all the women, he groped them.
1: Oh, um, lots of, lots of, yeah. It grabbing. was,
0: yeah. Cause uh, obviously he's just so used to grabbing my tits because, you know, nursed him for so long and was still nursing him at the time. And uh, so, yeah. Anybody who was a woman and who held him, <laughs> they got a they got a little hand down their top.
1: I did a um, fabulous record with um, Snow White, actually. From, oh, really? From, yeah, Haley Jane and the Primates. You guys can check that out. Uh, okay. She she was the she was Snow White uh, wow. at Disneyland for for many years, hmm. and now is a really like legit artist.
0: Yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Well, send me her details over. I'll take yeah. a little lesson to her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I'm not a hardcore Star Wars fan, even though I do love it. I'm just not like you know obsessed. Um yeah. Star Wars. So yeah, so I may remember that reference when I rewatch it. But anyway, what were we talking about before?
2: We
1: were talking about yes and, and I, I made that yes. stupid joke about sta- sand people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway, so Fate 4, we were talking about that. So yeah, basically Sonny and I, Sonny actually did suggest this to me when we were like before we were doing the proof of concept. He said that we should just turn it into a short film to use that as a proof of concept. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. Me being like, I love yes and people. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, mm. But, well, because just at the time, I was so like, I don't... It's just like a whole... I just finished writing the feature film, so I'm like, why? I don't know, just like wrapping my head to write a short film. I was just like, fuck's sake. So we just shot those. But we're going to use some of those scenes in the actual short film. So I'm like, it's not completely wasted. You know what I mean?
1: I just want to say three words. Helen Kennedy Turner.
0: Oh, she's fabulous, isn't she?
1: Oh, my God.
0: I, I Honestly, every time I watch it, I'm just like... And it's so funny. I watched Line of Duty, and I'm like, she should be on this TV
1: show. She should.
0: Yeah, it's really so. I mean, interesting. she's
1: she. You can just you can see she can do anything.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen her com- uh, comedy stuff?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's hysterical. Yeah.
0: Pissing myself.
1: Unknown, unknown <laughs> actress needs to be known. Well, w- w- you know, not not unknown, but
0: but no, yeah, I know what she. You mean. Yeah. She
1: needs to. Be seen more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out. Well, I've basically written the short film now. It's been like written. I wrote that last year when we were on lockdown for fucking a whole entire fucking year. Um, yeah. And so yeah, basically have the short film. It's ready to go, but obviously we're just going to wait until it's safe. Um, and then also, son is doing a feature film at the moment. Trying to get funding oh, for that. Oh, really? Yeah. What is that? So, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's really interesting. It's about, it's based on a true story about Jewish people from Germany who were running away from the Nazis who fled to Mexico
1: oh, and have like cool. new
0: identities and all that stuff. And it's really,
1: yeah. You know, it's a trip about that part of the world, like Central America. I've traveled there uh I wouldn't say extent, well, actually quite a bit Mm -hmm. and been through those countries, but you you like roll through Belize or Guatemala or even Mexico and you'll see like straight up Amish people like driving carts at the airport, you know, (laughs) what, what, what is going on (laughs) and what is going on is that there's, uh, those countries are really open to having these communities like yeah. thrive down there Yeah. and uh yeah you can definitely do i mean seeing a horse in a cart in mexico <laughs> is not like a odd thing yeah but seeing like somebody dressed totally in black with you know like crazy sideburns and stuff like it, that's you know uh, unusual yeah yeah. and they're like playing the guitar and putting up houses you know it's like, mm-hmm. what was that movie with harrison ford oh god i don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Witness, yeah.
0: I don't know. That was a good one. Anyway. I mean, whatever.
1: It's like an Amish movie.
0: So, Brian, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about how amazing you are at sound? And how basically I bring you on to every project to do my sound? Yeah, let's
2: talk.
0: Okay, let's talk about that first. Sound. Um, Sound, because we met on Blissville, which was and that was in 2014 we did that. It's basically been, ever since then, I've been like, Brian, 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 Brian. Because you just, like I said, you're a fantastic yes man and so yeah. chill and you're not a complete dick like some people. And a I lot was, of sound
1: guys are dicks. It's yeah.
0: weird. Do you know what? Helen actually was working on a project and I don't know if I should say this. Um, but she She had a sound guy and he was being paid and he was being uh-huh. paid like what is like pretty standard and it wasn't cheap. And then he went up to... The director after, and was like, I need to be getting paid. I think it was like double or triple what he was getting paid, which is obscene. Because wow, it was like, mm. and then he basically held, from what I remember, he held the sound hostage until he got. Oh, paid. wow. Yeah. So
1: there must just... be a book. There must be a book that someone wrote that I haven't read yet that that details how to do all that stuff. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like. Like, cause it's so common. It's like, grab a microphone, turn into a dick, you know?
0: Yeah. It's so interesting yeah. because um, I have mentioned previously on some of these shows is that when you find your crew of people, whether that's actors, like crew, like behind the scenes crews, like whoever it is, it's like your tribe, you know? Yeah. Basically, like once Super you found important. those people, um, because I've referred so many people to you I've referred so many people to Jeff because Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you're both amazing. Like I've referred so many people to different people because I'm like, well, they're not complete assholes and they complete assholes. They're not (laughs) assholes at all, (laughs) period. (laughs) They're just like genuinely nice people who get the job done, who don't take the piss. And it's just like, well, why would you not want to work with these people? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So well, thank you for that. That is a that is that's nice to be noticed that it's it's good to be nice. Cause you do look out, you know, and I think even for actors looking out, you know, you see actors behaving badly all the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: on set, and you're like, Well, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, that's probably how you should be. And it's it's like, no, don't yeah. don't do that. Have um, you I
0: I don't know if you've seen that thing that's blowing off in the um, blowing off, blowing up. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I'm such a tit today. Um, blowing up in the UK, but there's this actor who I actually was following on Twitter. I don't know why because I haven't actually seen any of his stuff. Um, but his name's Noel Clark, mm. and it is kicking off because apparently he has sexually assaulted, harassed, groped, just mm. been a major dick for so Uh. many years and now all these women are coming out which surprises me because i know things happen when they're meant to happen or like when they just organically happen but especially after the me too movement i'm surprised it didn't happen then and it's happening now but then also i'm not surprised because this stuff's gonna keep going on and in about another three years somebody else is gonna come out and have like their comeuppance because it's like you just can't get away with stuff like that, you know. And they do for so long, and then eventually one woman speaks up after years of being freaked out about, you know, her career and stuff.
2: <sighs> yeah,
1: I mean, it's awkward. We had that. We had that experience. You remember with that guy? We want to <gasps> see who it was. Remember that?
0: Yeah, the um, Unfaithful. Yeah, Maybridge? Yeah,
1: yeah. The guy, the camera guy.
0: Yeah. Did you hear about? Did you, wait, 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 because I don't know which part you're talking about. You were talking about that he was being inappropriate with somebody on set, correct? Yes. Which I did not see. Right. And or here until after when you told me about it and I was just like, what the fuck? And then yeah. I mentioned it to the actor involved and she was like, yeah, I was pretty uncomfortable. And I'm like, why did you not say it? But it's, it is that thing. It's just like, you know, speaking up is a terrifying thing. And I totally understand how that feels. Did you hear about what happened to him after? No. So said actress um, said me, sent me something. And it was a Facebook post that she had screenshot. Um, I don't think I was on Facebook because I deleted Facebook a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but his then girlfriend had posted, actually her friend posted a picture of the then-girlfriend, completely black and blue and a massive, massive post just about how guy in question had gone on to a massive, drunken rampage and obviously she had apparently pissed him off. So that makes it okay. Doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make it okay. Um, And he just went completely crazy and beat her black and blue. Wow. And I read that and felt physically sick. Obviously, he won't be coming back to finish the short film. And he wouldn't have ever yeah. been coming back anyway after the actress complaint. But I'm just like, for fuck's sake, like, what is wrong with people? Do you know what I mean?
1: Totally. And I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, that guy, you could tell, you know, when you look into people's eyes and you're just like, um, something's going on in there. <laughs> like, you know, and it's not... It, there's a you can kind of you know you have the sort of radar Mm -hmm. and I didn't have it on him you know at the beginning of the day I was like oh well he seems like he might be you know maybe on the spectrum or just like a kind of a you know just like eccentric guy and then I was like whoa crazy this is happening you know and it wasn't it wasn't like obviously I was sort of ready to step in if it got worse but it it was sort of minor uh but not really minor yeah like remarkable remarkably you know inappropriate
0: it's just what pisses me off about that whole thing is it's like we're doing a proof of concept about sexual assault and you're now harassing one of the actors on set (laughs) um it's so weird you know what that day I think because obviously you told me about this after that day in question. Obviously, I was doing that acting. I was producing. We were shooting in my house. It was just such a fucking brain of a day um, that I just couldn't. I I don't ever want to do that again because it's just it's just way too much. But yeah, I've just like I feel like if I hadn't have been doing all those things, I would have been so much more aware. Cause there was another, there was a woman on that set and she was just an outright bitch and there's no way I'd hire her. yeah, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And I would never hire her again. I'm like, lady, you're being paid and you're giving so much attitude to everybody here. And what? Why? Like.
1: Yeah. That was odd.
0: It was so bizarre. (laughs) But look,
1: here's the thing. Like humans are dangerous you know that's why you got to just watch out when you're around them
0: yeah and do you know um, what though i kind of feel i feel like we were in a bind to hire her because we didn't really have many options or any options because we had to go through the alumni school program that we were using to use the equipment and stuff and
2: mm-hmm. she was the
0: only person that the school the school basically made us hire her um, oh, okay. So, but the first day I met her, I was just like, this woman, like, what? Because she is a director, air quote, director, producer, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm sorry. The first thing she said to me was, I really hate actors. I'm like, mm. how the fuck can you be a director and a producer <laughs> in this? How can you be in this industry if you don't fucking <laughs> like actors, you twat? Uh, so, <laughs> so i even said to sunny i was just like i don't know can we do without and she was just like say he was like um i don't i think we have to hire her because we had to have like a specific like quota from yeah. the school and it was just <sighs> anyway so that woman i was just like fuck it anyway mm. whatever so anyway, yeah so- i
1: mean that's the thing like in the in i always think about you know, like, what's the, what's this going to be like in a hundred years? You know, like where people basically look back on this as like the silent film era when they're like doing oh whatever God. film turns into, you know, like, yeah, is it still like, will the Me Too movement, will be able to sort of parse all this stuff out and like educate people on like the right way to do it, you know, mm-hmm. can't, well, not like, I don't know. And then you look back on like the Renaissance where like, you know, has anything changed since then? Like as far as community artwork, like you think, think about a film, like let's say avatar, one of you know, these big productions where there's literally, you know, tens of thousands of people working on them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's different from that than say building a cathedral.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Or building the pyramids. Mm-hmm. How do you get it done? Uh, do you have nice people working on it uh, or do you have a bunch of slaves building the pyramids, getting whipped every day, you know?
2: <sighs> yeah.
1: Um, did the Aztecs have it together? Did So I don't know. Is this something that's sort of buried in in how humans do community together?
0: It's It's really weird though, because I know what you're saying and it feels very much like there's always going to be one or two idiots on set you know Mm -hmm. but then I remember when I was doing my web series back in 2015 I feel like we had such a fun time like the entire week we were shooting I was like this it was basically only when we got to the editing side that I was getting a bit frustrated with people but that was after shooting you know that was after everything that whole week was just fun and I feel like that's what it should be and I feel like that's how it and I,
1: I think that's how how it is. To, I I feel like that's how it is normally. Yeah. With projects, I can only speak from my experience. But projects I've worked on, you know, they pretty much like it's it's a rarity when something uh, something really awful happens. Yeah. Uh, and there's usually reasons for that. It's not like it's not like endemic. You know, like. Built into the design of it, like uh-huh. something awful is going to happen right now. You know, like like think about shooting jackass. <laughs> something <laughs> awful going to happen every day. <laughs> Someone's going to get their scrotum <sighs> sliced open or whatever. You know. Happens. Do you know what?
0: I'm not a massive jackass fan, but sometimes yeah. I watch little snippets of it. <laughs> but I watch the same one, like the same clip, over and over again. Yeah, because it literally has me pissing myself. And Johnny Knoxville, is that his name? Johnny Knoxville? Or is yeah. it Johnny Knox? Um, Johnny Knoxville. He's yeah. so handsome. And I'm like, hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, just yeah. Helps.
0: He just, it just helps. With the whole yeah.
1: thing. Oh, here's a handsome, handsome guy getting mauled by a bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it just, yeah. It's, I don't think I could watch the whole film of it, but I could watch definitely like 10 minutes of it. And be like, this is I used
1: terrible. to work at um at Spike Jones's studio. Oh, uh,
0: wow.
1: yeah. And so those guys were always hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> <was> super funny. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. so let's get back around because you yeah. are not only a musician and a studio producer. Yeah, you also play the saxophone very, I very do. well. Thank you. Um, and you also have your dub robot stuff
1: dub robot yes
0: dub robot i was listening to it morning (laughs) just as a Mm -hmm. refresh because i've listened to it before yeah it's just really fun it's really fun yeah
1: it is it's fun um yeah dub robot yeah
0: was sorry was it dub robot that you took to iceland
1: yes yeah we took a briefcase version of it to iceland It, it all fit into a little little suitcase that was probably lost at the Reykjavik airport
0: Oh, (laughs) did you get it back or no we did okay
1: yes Iceland's awesome Iceland's amazing oh my
0: god everybody should go to Iceland if you do go to Iceland just a quick tip get alcohol from the duty-free before you leave the airport yeah do not you're gonna be fucked
1: yeah yeah if you need to if you need to have it you're you're not gonna but obviously, if you
0: need drink. to have it, if you don't drink, then don't don't
1: worry about it, although uh oh yeah, they well, when we got there, they had just built and opened the new Costco in oh. Reykjavik, what? there's a Costco there, <laughs> but they oh. don't sell alcohol, oh, you still have to go to the vinn so we we uh but we yeah, we used to Costco, and the the prices are exactly the same as they are in in America,, hmm. so you can tell like. Every is at Costco.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because everywhere else it's super expensive, even for them.
0: God, I just don't understand. I paid, what I think it was $22 or 22. Yeah. $22 for a drink. Yep. And I'm just, and that was just normal. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be drinking this chip. So. And you go to
1: the bars and like, and they're like, Really buying a lot of drinks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, how lot. are you guys doing this?
1: <laughs> well, they get paid a lot.
0: My God. But it is an amazing. I absolutely loved Iceland. Yeah. How long were you yeah, there yeah. for?
1: We were there for nine days.
0: Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah. Yeah. The robot tour. Super fun. But yeah, for those that don't know, um, Dub Robot is a project of the Time Transportation Authority. And, um, it is it is a uh, time recycling and collection vehicle It's kind of like uh, if you've ever wasted any time or um, or maybe like had a nap for nap time or or maybe even a good time, you can take all that uh, and we can collect it and recycle it for you and turn it into better time
0: than and how you had. Before. How does of like a that? time
1: thrift store? Uh, well, we have devices that that are programmed um, to do various time transitions. Like, let's say, look, let's mm-hmm. say, look, you, 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 maybe you, you watched a movie that was, you know, at the end of it, you're like, well, that was a waste of time, or, or maybe you lived through the Trump era. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe like at some point in the pandemic,
0: uh-huh.
1: you may have wasted some time.
0: I think Wait, everybody did.
1: Waiting. Yeah. Uh, w- waiting is one of the processes we can, we can definitely recycle. So there's been a, basically what's happened here. And this is what we knew from the future is that the time transportation authority is like, look, right now, there's going to be a lot of people. Who have wasted a lot of time they're going to need it back
2: mm-hmm.
1: so why don't we build dub robot send it to the past and then oops the funding ran out Then that's kind of where the story starts it's like uh okay well we have all these things what do we do with them
0: yeah
1: and that's th- that's the answer to the next question what is it we're going to do this now so a lot of it's secret uh you know, because it's from the future. Yeah. But it's something I've always wanted to do is is come back and, you know, the gas is cheaper. So you can do the air and stuff.
0: It's very fun. I love your yeah. videos that you post.
1: Yeah. And a lot of it's on Instagram. Yeah. If you go to Dub Robot, a, a lot of it gets explained there. Yeah. If you just go through the videos, you can kind of tell. There's some tutorials
0: and then your vehicle that you drive. Yes. Which I am absolutely obsessed with. And anytime yeah. I used to rock up to your studio, um, it was there. Yeah. I just, um, it's, it's like seeing um, the DeLorean. Yeah. You know, when you just see something that's it's very iconic. Yeah. And then anytime I saw your vehicle, because it's not a car,
1: it's a lander.
0: There you go. Yeah. So but yeah,
1: um, some so some updates with Dub Robot uh, for mm-hmm. those of you who want to know. Yeah, it's gotten the devices because uh, the technology have gotten smaller, and so I've also added a new character to the show. Uh, her name is J Nine Four Eight, and she was birthed uh, just really a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, yeah didn't have enough funds to really get the whole thing, but I got the bottom half, which is good. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. She's modeled after uh, Grace Jones. Oh, if you remember. Yeah. UK. Nice. Yeah. Superstar. Nice. So, yeah. She's uh, she's part of the show now. And um, she's doing a really, I just, you know, she's learning all the routines and subroutines. Yeah. And she, She puts out some really good low frequencies, that's for sure. So
0: So, when, obviously, it's safe to do so, you're going to start touring again and doing some shows?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, we, so current project is uh, we're going to be doing some mermaid research, um, you know, catch, tag, and release kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. um, creating databases uh, in the shorelines of the West Coast of California. So we're going to be sort of, creeping along the shorelines in various spots, doing some calls. Uh and then when the mermaids come, uh would do some interviews and then, you know, just ask them questions. Yeah. And if they don't, if they don't come, then, you know. They will. I've dis- I've disguised the calls and like really cool music and low frequencies. So so, you know, the public isn't like, what are you doing? And I'm like, science. And they're like, what's that? <laughs> so, Oh,
0: my goodness. It sounds really fun.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. I, um, yeah, I was doing, before the pandemic, I was doing quite a bit of it up here, in Ventura, Santa Barbara.
0: Did you move? That's where,
1: yeah. Yep. We had to move.
0: When did you move? So,
1: um, was it Right June- after right after trump got elected because basically what happened is we had to we were in um glendale and burbank that's mm-hmm. where the studio was but um we decided to kind of circle the wagons up here with my parents uh gotcha so so we you know we we have shifts that we run when we take care of them so they just hang out and like watch tv whatever but you know with people with alzheimer's like you have to be really careful what they do yeah because they don't know what they're doing. Like you can talk to them and, and kind of, um, kind of know what they're talking about, but especially my dad, my mom's pretty functioning still. She, she doesn't have like that kind of like the version that he has. He has like the really, really bad version where he's like, doesn't know what day it is. Mm. Maybe doesn't know who we are at this point, but it's super happy. He's not like doing weird stuff, but he will do weird things like, oh, I'm gonna drink this, and it's not coffee. <laughs> it's like bleach or something, you know. Like you you can't leave stuff out and yeah. you have to watch. He he does a lot of weird stuff with toothpaste hmm. and toilet paper. He's very in his normal state, he was a very creative person. Yeah. So it's like the creative mind unleashed. <laughs> And you're like, oh, toothpaste, what could I do with this? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's kind of uh, like probably what Thomas is like, but the 88-year-old 80, 88, 88 version of that. You oh, know? my goodness. Yeah.
0: Would you say that's where you got your creativity from?
1: For sure, yeah. Yeah, both my parents are artists. My dad um, is an amazing photographer, a sculptor, um, architect, uh, he's sort of an armchair architect he mm-hmm. built my house in atascadero he built his house here in camarillo so yeah this like kind of like a renaissance man kind of thing mm-hmm. and super into music and that's really cool like so when you have alzheimer's the the last thing to go is music mm. so he like you can't that that's like the one way you can kind of communicate with him Mm -hmm. so i sit there on the guitar and you know just play and he sort of hums along and it i think it helps him think you know because that's the part of his brain that actually still works like kind of normally like Mm -hmm. actually super normally yeah um but the other part is like uh hey time to get up let's stand up what how do you do that you know like what's how where do i put my feet you know it yeah. like clothes confuse him he will sit there for hours and work on buttoning one button on a shirt and it is like <sighs> literally somebody doing chinese algebra like it is really hard but That's um,
0: really sad i'm really sorry yeah. that you you're going through this yeah coming?
1: it's it's rough but you know there's positive things too with it yeah. like it's it's the long goodbye as it were.
0: Yeah. Well, it's good that you're up there with them.
1: Yeah. We have definitely circled the wagons. It's like a really, really great setup, actually. They live in a house right next to my sister.
0: Oh, nice.
2: So
1: we can kind of like, you know, we can still do our jobs. Like, I can still make stuff. You know, my sister has a location company. She does locations for films. And Mm -hmm. so she can still manage all that stuff her company's called 101 north for those filmmakers out there who want locations um north of los angeles there's a lot of really great areas up here she's got them all locked down
0: and that's 101 north you said
1: yeah 101 north we were talking about sound though we've not actually been able to talk about sound (laughs) because
0: we've been going off (laughs) on tangents
1: it's tangent land.
0: Oh, and that's okay. That's totally fine yeah. too. Um, Look,
1: I just want to say to all of our actor friends out there and director friends and editor friends, when you fly on a plane, is the movie free? Yes, it is. Are the headphones free? No, they're not. You have to pay for those. Well, actually, now in the future you don't really have to but like you can look at a movie all day long and there's a there's a you know there's a there's a thing to that you know like you can watch it with the sound off but it's so much better with the sound on Mm -hmm. and really it's 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 i'll go i will compromise and say it's half the film i actually think it's more than half the film but if you take the sound away or if the sound is crap Um, There's nothing worse than a film with bad sound
0: Nothing worse I mean, there are the worst things But it really fucking pisses me off
1: Yeah And it's something you have to stand up for in the process Mm -hmm. Like, it's really easy to be on set and be like You know, the sound guy's like Yeah, you know, we're not getting this because, you know, (laughs) X, Y, Z Yeah, 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 we'll just ADR that Okay, cool We can, but we can also you know, take a minute and fix whatever the problem is
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and really get it. You know, I'm, I'm all about ADR. I, I think it's, I love that, that indie from the indie people to the major people, people are really embracing it, you know, where there was sort of this weird stigma about it for a long time, especially with actors like, no, I'm not going to do ADR. Like Eddie Murphy, like would never do it. Why not? You know, key you know, there's this like school of thinking and acting where we don't do ADR. You get it on set and then I'm done with it. I can't come back six months later and get back into that character. No, in a studio. No, I can't do that. It's like, okay, (sighs) fine. Uh, have you seen Lord of the Rings? It's all ADR. Like there's no production sound on that movie. It is all of it. hundred percent ADR. So get in the booth, get back into character. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing this because, you know, you can't roll out with terrible sound.
2: Yeah.
1: On the other hand, you know, there's some great production sound mixers and boom operators that can nail it every time. Mm -hmm. And somehow, even in the most adverse situations, they, they nail it. One movie to check out on that end is Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Zero ADR. Maybe one or two lines, but technically zero ADR. Interesting. So uh, Last Samurai, Tom Cruise, same deal. So, you know, and, th- and that takes a lot to do that. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a singing movie. Um, I think it was La La Land. i
0: mm-hmm. pretty
1: sure. Was Ewan McGregor in that one?
0: Yeah, McGregor. What was, what was that? Rouge?
1: Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge, actual live performances.
0: That's the same with Les Rob.
1: Yeah. Yep. And they, they spent a ton of money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because they put the microphones on their faces, they, you know, like, uh, like Broadway style.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They taped little super tiny, you know, DPAs on their faces. And uh, in CGI, CGI did it all out. Interesting to get the, the, so, you know, there's two schools of thought here. There's, and there's, there's two really great ways of doing it. Um, but to be like, nah, close-minded on, on either of those is, is a mistake,
0: I think. See, I find that just so interesting because I'm like, if the movie or the film or whatever you're doing, television show, web series, whatevs, Mm -hmm. if the sound, like I said before, if the sound isn't there, and you're struggling to hear it.
2: It's yeah.
0: I just feel like I'm wasting my time. And then yeah. I feel like I've like I've definitely worked on like student film projects. I'm talking like 15 years ago where the sound has been awful and I mm. felt like I wasted my time even working on the project because I'm like if you can't make the whole package amazing. I mean it doesn't have to be amazing but you know what I mean like if you've invested in a camera and you've invested in actors and you've invested in this this and this why would you not do the key thing which is sound yeah and it's painful
1: and also like with with the actors that are coming up and are are learning this craft why not take a sound class
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know if you know that it's half of your performance like does anyone do that I don't know any actors that are like, I'm going to go take a sound class.
0: Like, what would you mean? Like, give us an example of that.
1: A class where you learn about sound, where you learn about how it works. Um, You take a sound editing class. If you know, you're going to be the one man band, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot direct, write, star in my own movie. Well, you better take a sound class because that's half of it. Yeah. You know, like go to, go to school. Like I teach at art center. Uh, Mm -hmm. in pasadena i have a sound class there it's called design for sound you know you could come work with me
2: uh or you could go to
1: uh art center it's it's down where the 110 um kind of dumps out into pasadena
2: okay there's
1: a there's a there's a well it used to be the Boeing factory
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and um it's now a school called art center that's the downtown location and then there's a really beautiful campus actually the downtown, the downtown uh, campus is awesome because Boeing really knew how to make a factory for sure. My classroom's in the wind tunnel area. They would make these jet engines down there. It's super dope.
2: I
0: know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, but then there's up on the hill, uh, as uh, kind of by the Rose Bowl. There's like, you know, the Rose Bowl, and then you kind of go up the hill. There's all those houses up there. And then there's this really awesome camp the main campus is up there uh it's like a bridge between two canyons Mm. and uh yeah it's fascinating you'll have to let me
0: know when you're back there physically and we'll have to go and do some lunch
1: yeah for sure
0: so will you be commuting from ventura
1: well i think so during the pandemic we actually turned all the art center classes online and i Mm -hmm. think a lot of them are going to stay online okay because for my class you know there's kind of no reason for me to be there because it (laughs) can just be in headphones and computers anyway. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I probably will just stay online. I think I'm going to be, I've kind of talked to the provost. I'm like, Hey man, I, I think, I think you should just have like a drawing class in my place and we'll just keep this, keep this online because it really works well. People are, I think people actually get a lot more out of it online. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, if they make me, I'll, I'll go to I I do like hanging out because it is a really cool community of of teachers and students. Um, everybody's super super cool down there. It's yeah, a, it's a great community. The this, other thing is we should talk about podcast audio.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about if that. You want to? Yeah. No. Let's talk about that. Okay. So when I when I first started the podcast, obviously I literally had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I think the first I'm gonna say the first five episodes. Uh, just, just with editing wise, like I said to you at the beginning, I just had no idea what I was doing, and so mm-hmm. I had to. I because I used the program Reaper, which is what you told me to use.
1: Reaper back in the day, so good. Um, yeah.
0: it's so, it's so easy and it's so good. So editing wise, I've just like I think it got to. I did an episode and the episode went on for two hours, and I was like, I can't, oh. I can't, <laughs> I can't put a two-hour episode up it's just too long and then there was a lot of um repetition yeah. through the episode and so the way i had been editing was like this really long ass way and then i actually googled like a youtube video and then i was like oh it's so easy Continue so then it was actually way. yeah so it was actually good that that episode was so long because it kind of forced me to figure actually out how to edit um and now it's like a piece of piss it's so easy but so I didn't also notice in the first, I mean, I'm still playing with it now. Do you know what I mean? Cause it is just, yeah. it's just a one man band, but I did notice in the very beginning, especially cause I have the poth Passenger song at the beginning and the end. Yeah. The super songs... loud. <laughs> Oh really? Because yeah. so in the beginning, <laughs> they're super low.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Like super low. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it as it is, because when I listen to it on my stuff, it sounds totally fine. Hmm. So it's really interesting. So t- talk to us about.
1: Well, I think yes. all right. So I work on a couple podcasts. the The one I would recommend to you to check out is the Hardest Word. It's uh, it's apologies from people all over the all over the globe. Oh. So uh, we we made a website where it's just got a big button and you can push the button and it'll record your computer. Um, people also just do it on their phones, whatever it's you just you apologize to whatever. You Is this a
0: podcast to. that you do?
1: Yeah, I created this one with this guy, um, Brett Hoot, in Australia.
0: Okay, right. I've got it up. Yeah. Subscribing. Subscribe. Oh,
1: nice. Done. Yeah. It's an amazing um, body of work. And again, you can hear, just like any podcast, you can hear the audio developing. Um, basically what my job is, is to write the music for it. And uh, kind of, it's a lot of sort of dialogue editing because, you know, there's it's like people in Pakistan, like, and there's like sheep bleeding in the, <laughs> the background and you're like, oh, I got to take that sheep out. You know, so it's like- yeah pretty complex dialogue editing kind of like what you would do for a film um, but it's very distressed audio usually uh-huh. um, and then there's a couple episodes where we hired you know what people write a letter instead of recording it mm-hmm. and then we'll hire a voice actor to to do the letter in fact this new this next season we reached out to a prison program where they do like creative arts in the prisons you know they'll use Shakespeare and It's sort of part of the rehabilitation that goes in prison stuff. And um, we got a ton of apologies from prisoners and they're super deep. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Kind of chilling.
0: This is the new season.
1: This is the new season. We're on season five now.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just going through it on.
1: There's one um, sort of standout one. This guy, do you know, do you know about the Rwandan genocide?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I read this um book. It was a. It was. It wasn't a book. It was a brick of a book. Um, oh yeah. Romeo Deliere, I believe his name was or is. He was a okay. Canadian UN worker who went over there when everything was going down. Oh wow. And he just the trauma that he suffered witnessing everything firsthand and just he was like no one was bothering to come to help nope and he was like he said that he was like people are being hacked to death in front of my very eyes and no one no one gives a shit yep and i don't think do you know what i think i remember reading it and i i don't even think if I i finished it i got i feel like i got three quarters of the way through and I just needed a break. I was like, it's just too much. It's just so much.
1: One of the heaviest things that no one really knows about. Yeah. So yeah, randomly this guy um, contacted, you know, he pushed record on the website and it's this amazing apology where he's, he basically talks about his neighbor tried to come over, you know, and they're, Mm -hmm. The mob was coming down the street and it was this situation, you know, and I'll let you listen to the rest of that, but.
0: Is that on season five or is that? In that these... was one of
1: the earlier seasons. I want to say like season three.
0: Okay. I mean, maybe. I'm just looking these up. They're only about five minutes per episode. So.
1: Yeah. They're pretty short.
0: Yeah. I listen to like hour long podcasts. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's, and these you... are. It's a cool, I wanted to mention this because it's a cool kind of thing for people that are writing, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, you know, because if you're writing a drama, you're going to have an apology Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in there probably, right? I mean, it's a pretty, and the other thing too, like actors, like studying like empathy, I think this is a good thought experiment in empathy, like listening to the hardest word, you know, that's, that's the oblique point of it. It's like how you know, how do we make a podcast that will create more empathy in the world? Mm-hmm. Show people apologizing to each other, like that's the first step, right?
0: I've just gone onto the website. I think it's uh the episode is one hundred ten uh, genocide. There it is. That, yeah, I think Rwandan that's...
1: genocide. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, Brian. Well, that's going to be <laughs> a yeah. really. Pretty... Oh my god. I feel like this is going to be very, um, a very interesting listen, though.
1: Yeah, it's cool. So, yeah. And then you'll also get to hear a little bit of the electronic side of Dub Robot and me playing the guitar. What a lot of guitar playing.
0: That's fantastic. This is a really yeah. cool. I'm definitely, I cannot wait to check this out.
1: Yeah. Brett, the, the, um, the host, Brett is a really cool dude, too. He does a lot. Um, he's like, he's got like a little marketing, um, business down there in melbourne Mm -hmm. but he's done a lot with a lot of really cool nonprofits. that's he kind of focuses on that kind of he doesn't market for like disney and any of you know he's like no i want to like do stuff that helps people and the podcast is really an extension of of that it was a just an idea that he had uh among many ideas but he does a lot with the aboriginal people down there and cleaning up the ocean and you know these different kinds of things he's a cool dude
0: that sounds fantastic.
1: Yeah. So yeah, but um, so what I do with that podcast is, uh, I was telling you about this magic number minus eighteen, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the spec for Apple, and you know Spotify and all these other things. So if you get it to to around there, where the the average level is right around minus eighteen, and then the other thing is with you know talking, like you'll have people on the podcast that'll be like ha 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 like talking really loud and then anyway so i want to tell you about my feelings and it's like super (laughs) soft um that natural uh what's called dynamic range so from the loudest to the softest needs to be squished uh it needs that that needs to be reduced and you do that by turning it up and turning it down right Mm -hmm. but there's ways to do that kind of automatically with these things called compressors
0: yeah yeah
1: And what a compressor does, it'll it'll turn down the loud stuff and it'll turn up the soft stuff, but it'll do it in a, in a way that sounds natural. So it just sounds like the person, you know, you can just hear them because you figure the thing with podcasts is people listen to them on headphones and they listen to them usually while jogging or doing something else. So there's other sounds that you, you have to compete with. So like the sound of a car engine or the sound of a subway
2: yeah.
1: You know, so you want to have the the audio on the podcast and the voices have to compete with that. And if there's too much dynamic range, it can, it can just go unintelligible. There'll be words that they miss. Gotcha. So the the listener misses. So I'll send you some, some presets and things that will help you get, get the podcast into that range. And it's, it's these are going to be minor things. Like it sounds pretty good, but it'll it'll show you how to kind of level it out.
0: Well, that's all so. really good information as well. So I appreciate that, Brian, yeah. because like yeah. I said, I'm doing this all by myself and I'm just winging it. Yeah, because and
1: I'm binge binge listening to it because <laughs> it's really good.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Yeah, the first yeah. like I said, the first uh, couple of episodes, I did. I definitely know the sound is a bit off for sure, but. I'm just trying to get my, but it's good.
1: You know, the, the thing is you can listen to tons of podcasts that are even, even lower or, you know, even like crummy or I mean, even some of the hardest word stuff, it's pretty bad, you know, but the content is there. Once you can get the listener just to, to buy into the content of it, they're going to, they're going to go into the weeds with you. Yeah. You know, so especially, you know, on the earlier episodes of yours, you know, there's some really great interviews, you know, and you kind of just, you just kind of deal with it, you know? Yeah. See, that's yeah. the other thing, too. Yeah. It's like uh, listening to a really good blues record from the 1920s. It's like, it's scratchy as hell, but like, you know. Oh,
0: but those scratches. Oh,
1: but this guy on the guitar, oh. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This vocalist, whatever. Like, it's like, I want to listen to that. So your your brain will sort of weed out through all that other stuff. But That's true. Yeah.
0: Oh, dear. Well, thanks for that quick yeah. one. Because you've literally... Anytime I have something, I always call you up or text you or whatever. Yeah. Because you're my man.
1: I will fix it. Yeah.
0: I was just about to say, I was just about to start singing Jim will fix it theme tune, (laughs) which I don't know if you know, Jim will fix it. It's a British TV show back from like the eighties, I think. But he turned out to be a massive pedophile. Oh. Stopped myself from singing it and then told the story. (laughs) (laughs) You know when, oh god.
1: I, I did love Benny Hill.
0: Benny Fucking really?
1: Yeah, I did. <sighs>
0: my dad but, you used know, to watch but then that. I, I couldn't then, know.
1: I and I was like, I was hanging out with my parents. I'm like, you know, we used to watch Benny Hill when I was a kid. Because we went to my my sister was born in England and we used to visit a lot. My grandparents uh lived in motspur Park. Have you ever been there? Nope. I knew Malden.
0: Oh yeah, I know a new oh. I
1: know, yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, so it's a little train stop on the way to London, uh, a little tiny village. Any
0: yeah, very close to where I went to university.
1: But yeah, we'd turn on BBC. Uh, what was it? BBC Four and mm-hmm. uh, Benny Hill would be on, and I thought, you know, as a kid, I thought it was super funny, right? And then <laughs> <laughs> put it on, like literally a couple months ago. I'm like, hey, let's watch Benny Hill. That'll be fun, right? I put it on. I'm like uh i can't watch this (laughs) this is terrible
0: it's so bad yeah so bad my dad used to love it yeah i'm I'm guessing obvious reasons uh women running around with their tits hanging out um (laughs) but oh god every time i walked into the room and i saw it was on i would just walk out again i was like i cannot i cannot watch it i just hated it so much i was like i do not find this funny but yeah times change
1: times do change and that that really really hurts (laughs) that one is like oh wow my eyes are bleeding this is
0: so bad oh gosh dear oh dear well brian is there anything you wished to talk about anything else
1: i just want to to let everyone know that uh you know what we do here is super important what Lindsay's doing is is important um and we got to support each other and keep, keep doing it because, you know, acting, music, making, filmmaking, um, you know, art, these creative things, if if you didn't notice, became very, 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 very important when we were all locked away alone.
0: I knew you were going to say, That's so true.
1: Yeah. It's, and so whatever we can do to support ourselves, um, you know, you can also tell that a lot of it was, there's there's people that are opposed to us doing these things, and we need to stand together and make it easier for each other to succeed. Mm-hmm.
0: So It's so interesting because, like, obviously during the pandemic, people are watching so much more TV, and mm-hmm. just from what I was reading on Twitter, because I... I really I'm a I'm a Twitter geek, guys. Yeah. I really really enjoy it. Just really enjoy it. Um but I follow so many actors on there. And so many actors have been put down by their friends, families, whoever, because acting isn't a real profession. Fuck off. Like but then all these people are watching TV shows and films all through the pandemic. And it's just like, why would you I, it just blows my mind when people say stuff like that. Yeah. But then they watch and binge watch TV shows and films and all this. And it's just like, well, I feel like you're a bit hypocr- hypocritical right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's... it's such a. So we do need to support each other. And you can't. It's really hard as well. And I feel like I've personally done this myself where I've let people's own projections into my life where they've told me something or like they've said something like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. You're wasting your time. And I've really taken it on board. And it's only been a long time later where I'm like, Oh, that person's just a complete tit. And they're so fucking unhappy with themselves. Um, and what, yeah, that's
1: about like compartmentalizing your empathy. Yeah. Right.
0: And I just, I find that really interesting Because I'm like, what, why does what I'm doing have any impact on what you're doing? Because we don't even, these like friends from X amount of years ago, who I don't even see who are in England. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like family members or, and I'm like, why, why do you even give a shit? Like, it's so bizarre. I just find it very, very interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's part of the thing about being about. Your whole body being the the thing that is expressing what you feel, you know mm-hmm. that that of course of course you're gonna take that on when somebody's like now you're you're gonna take that on, um that's just part of it, and that's just something to be I think everyone needs to be aware of, like yeah you you have to put some something in between that person and what you're actually doing, and you know what actually matters. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's what I'm saying. Like what matters is that what we're doing is maybe the most important thing.
0: Yeah. You know, storytelling.
1: Mm -hmm. It's, it's the thing that, that, that we do best and we need to keep doing it.
0: All right. Well, Brian, just to finish up, um, I don't know if you listened to the Poe the Passenger episode, um, but they gave me a suggestion, which I'm now taking on board because I think it's quite fun for the American guests. Okay. Um, I'm doing a little bit of slang, British slang trivia.
1: Oh, fun. All right.
0: So I'm, I'll just do like four or five of them. But I just want to know if you know what they are. And okay. it's not necessarily like slang, but it's just like expressions that we use a lot. So the yeah, first one- Yeah, it's going to be
1: hard because they're <laughs> really weird. All right. Yeah.
0: But the first one is, you right? What? Kind of, kind of self-explanatory
1: yeah you, are you, you all right all right all right i've heard that before yeah
0: so that what
1: what does it mean what does it mean tell me i think it means like are you okay or like do you know what i mean
0: Yeah, it's basically it's just it's a, a greeting um mm. if you say like, what's up exactly but like when you say all right it doesn't necessarily mean you don't need to be like oh yeah i'm good you don't need necessarily an answer it's just like, all right, and then you move on. It's very interesting. Um, so that's the first one. What do you think a bloke is?
1: A bloke is a dude. Good job. But in, in America, a dude is a pimple on a horse's ass. It's actually a cowboy term.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah, so I don't like to be called dude because I know that. <laughs> I am not a pimple on a horse's ass.
0: <gasps> Um, or a you know, sore
1: maybe it's a sore it's, a but sore. you know I yeah. guess horses have ass, ass acne
0: you know what I heard sometimes I heard when I was 16 that a geek was the name of a camel's penis mm. is that true
1: I heard I I did know it was a penile reference
0: because I used to love being called a geek <laughs> like genuinely I, I literally when someone called, called me a geek I was like yeah thanks yeah that's not, thanks. I'm not I'm not offended by that you I'm a
1: giant did. dong yeah um,
0: but then when I heard that I was just like oh maybe I should rethink me liking did
1: you go to like the penis me. museum in Iceland
0: uh no I went to one in Amsterdam oh cool um yeah so I, I skipped that Icelandic thing I really wanted to go yeah. to the um the little elvish fairy school didn't get a chance there
1: oh did you go to the witchcraft museum?
0: No. In Reykjavik.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, it's in um, Akiyari.
0: Oh, we went there. I love that place. Yeah. That's where we saw the um, the Northern Lights.
1: Yeah, we it saw them there too. Yeah, amazing. it was so, so amazing.
0: I loved it up there. Loved yeah,
1: Akieri. We had a great gig up there too. It was super good.
0: Yeah. I. I do you know what? It's so, so funny. I love going to cold places. Mm-hmm. And so when we went to Iceland and there's snow everywhere, I'm just like, heaven. Love it. Yeah love it, so good um all right what's uh do you know what a bog is a
1: bog is a, is like a swampy swampy place
0: it's a toy that no
1: oh interesting mm-hmm. bog i'm gonna go hit the bog i'm gonna go spend a penny at the bog
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one i'll I'll give for you um do you know what bonkers is mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm bonkers like that's bonkers like like uh Crazy,
0: yeah, you can say, yeah, yeah like it's yeah. like
1: mental, it's mental, yeah, yeah, yeah. bonkers, yeah, bonkers. Here
0: you go that All that right. jungle
1: that jungle track is bonkers. <laughs> 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 I have a couple, couple. Well, one really favorite one is slag. I love that
0: slag, slag, yeah, slag. Look at that slag over there. I know mm-hmm. I do love slag. I don't God, like slut. I've never great... liked slut, but slag. I slag. do love a bit of slagging. Such... Oh, love it. God
1: such a great word
0: <laughs> it's such a good word isn't it <laughs> well because i feel like it can be used for so many things it's like if my husband if grant eats like a really dirty burger and i'm like look at that slaggy burger look at that dirty slag right there um it's <laughs> i mean that's not how you're meant to be using it but that's how i like to use it
1: i um, um I play with, uh, with Zach Starkey. He's, uh-huh. uh, he's a drummer. He plays drums for the who, and he's, um, you know, he did, he was drummer for Oasis. Anyway, we've played, played on a couple of projects. He, he just bought, um, Trojan records,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the old Jamaican label. Uh-huh. So we've been doing some, some, you know, tracking with, with him. And I have played a bunch of shows with him live. Um, but his slang is so hilarious. He 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 turned me on to slag, slag, and and his fiance, um, <laughs> she she does this routine. She's she's like, well, I'm a cunt, but the lovely kind.
0: The oh, lovely kind. <laughs> it's really funny because that's not really a bad word in England. It's not. <laughs> it's so when I came yeah. out here the first time and was using it left, right, and center people didn't like people. that
1: yeah like what are you talking about
0: <laughs> like the most offensive thing that i've ever said <laughs> oh my god i just like well sorry whoops whoopsie poopsie uh, the british um, yeah it's so funny do you know what it's really funny i remember i waited on jason lee one time and you know Jason oh, okay.
2: Lee. yeah
0: and he said to me, he was just like, do you like using the word cunt?'" And I was like, I do actually. <laughs> he was like, say it. And so I said it and he just thought it was hysterical. Yeah. It's so funny.
1: It is really funny. It's
0: such a random thing. I don't know why he even thought it was, anyway, that was just a really random. I'd waited well, on him many just... times before, so it wasn't like he was a stranger.
1: Right, um, right. He just wanted to hear you say it. Because yeah. it is, when British people say that word, it it it's so shocking and then you're just like, but yeah, that, they're used to that.
0: <laughs> oh, you silly cunt. <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny because my husband was like, you might need to stop saying that around my mom. <laughs> I, don't
2: think oh. I, I don't
0: think I said it around her. I don't think I said it around her. But because I used to say it a lot, he was like, you might just want to tone it back. Just, yeah.
2: Just not yeah.
0: say it. I think I did say it one time in front of her because I got off the phone from my ex-boss, who was a major major cuntage of a hard, and he'd just been yelling at me so I started just ranting as soon as I got off the phone and I didn't realize she was behind me and I think I dropped it a few times then and then I just turned around and she's like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I was like oh my god <sighs> anyway Brian this has been yeah it's been, been, been fun. really great yeah um it's been fun catching up with you yeah yeah
1: well I mean You're one of the first people I'm going to run out and see when we can run out and see people.
0: Well, Brian, as soon as this pandemic is safe and we can actually go out, I'm just going to give you the biggest hug. So there you go. I'm so, so excited. Thank you so much, Brian, for coming on. The tangents were fun, right? I enjoyed them. Anyway, we did get to talking about sound eventually. It is what it is. It's so much fun. It's tea time with the lens is what it is. Follow Dub Robot. At dub robot on Instagram, Twitter, ww.dubrobot.com. Find all about dub robot. And Brian, you are fucking ledge. Thanks for coming on the show. Bye.
2: So sick of the sweet talk.